0: yes dude
1: welcome to the nomad podcast today i have with me eli and we're gonna talk about a bunch of crazy stuff uh eli before we get into things will you go ahead and give yourself a brief introduction
0: uh yeah so i guess my name is eli haney <clears throat> if i'm sounding a little bit sick right now it's because i've been up and moving and doing stuff for the past week nonstop. it's finals week here so that's why i'm sounding a little underweather but uh yeah i'm a photographer videographer kind of not really um yeah i'm just living life at northwest university um getting my Degree in digital marketing and um, yeah. Love it.
1: Um, So today we are going to be talking about the spirit of the serpent. And I have a presentation here. I'm going to go ahead and pull up. So. As many know, in the Bible, in the beginning of time, we have a story of this entity, the serpent, that deceives mankind and puts them on a particular path that appears to not be the best path. We started off in paradise and now we are where we are, which is, in my opinion, surrounded by paradise, but we're not acting like it. Um, And so I wanted to sort of cover that topic and that dissonance and how we got here and what sort of started this uh, train of thought was I had a psychedelic experience where I literally had this flying serpent appear right in front of me. And I was looking, you know, I was like, is that real? I would like look somewhere else look back and it was still there right in my face. And it was communicating with me, not in like a verbal sense, but telepathically, right? Where it's like everything that you're thinking and it's thinking is like happening at the same time. And it was very much the same story of of Adam and Eve. It was like, hey, I can give you knowledge. I can give you wisdom beyond what you ever thought possible. Like that was what it was trying to communicate. And I rebuked it in Jesus name. I was like, nah, man, that's not for me. I don't need your wisdom. Uh, In the book of Enoch, it says, which isn't, you know, canon Bible, but it talks about how like the wisdom you have is worthless. Like that's what God says. And so I, you know, I didn't see it as something that was important to me. But after I did that, I had this sort of download of like how it had been sort of orchestrating history throughout time. I just had flashes of like every empire and how it was sort of
0: manipulating things. And so that's what sort of brought us to where we are today. That's crazy. Even just hearing you talk, first of all, it's so funny to hear you talk and people always say that me and you, like, we have similar mannerisms or way we talk. And the more you talk, the more I, like, see it. There's, I can tell there's just so many things going on inside your head that sometimes it's hard to, like, breathe and actually, like, get out words. So, anyways, I just thought that was funny. But um, it's funny you said that. Actually, I don't know if I've heard one of the things that you said before that you saw flashes of different empires and how they've been, manipulated or whatever um first of all i don't take those things lightly like saying that you had a vision or or something that you know maybe beyond yourself a lot of people i feel like say that in a sense that like or or just say it to say it say it for like recognition or things like that and that has always really bothered me but when it's done like accurately and genuinely and like it's actually a genuine thought belief like I think I can you can definitely tell and so with that being said like I was I don't even remember where I was I was in the middle of like a a worship service somewhere and um, I was like you know doing what I usually do I was kneeling down praying eyes closed and all of a sudden I like you know like it was almost like my, my vision or I don't know, I guess my mind's vision became more focused yet more vague. And, um, I saw like pretty much from like Adam and Eve all the way to like current times in like events of history. Um, to name a few, you know, I saw Adam and Eve. I, I saw Jesus on the cross. I saw, um, like, World War Two, I saw, like, Hitler and his regime. Um, I saw, like, Mussolini. I saw, like, all these current events. Uh, Tower of Babel, Babylon, um, China. Like, just these things that were, like, boom, 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 one after the other. And then it ended, like, just, like, where I was at the time. And then it was just, like, this picture of the world. And then it was just, like, over, like, that. And it was just, like, this like crazy experience with that i i have i've gotten visions before and um i've gotten some sense but that one was really really like evident that it was like so real and just like things i'd even know about you know and it was just like one after the other and so when you said that you've seen like events of history like, almost in, like, snapshots, boom, boom, boom. That's very interesting to me. Except yours seemed a little bit different in the sense that what you said it was like through manipulation or or the Satan's manipulation or something along those lines. Yeah, well,
1: just how the serpent has infiltrated the minds of man, basically, you know there's several instances where you can see that these sort of secret societies and even not secret societies have so much imagery around the serpent. Um, and I don't think that's accidental. I think it's because they were in communication with it. And the title of this podcast is you can't teach an old devil new tricks because it's just, to me, it's like the same thing. It's like, did God actually say that? You know, Genesis 3, one I have right here. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And to me, that's like the same stories, like is Satan or the serpent is trying to manipulate us into forgetting that we're in paradise, forgetting how to treat each other, forgetting what's really important.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. I feel like, yeah, that that's a perfect title for this, because, I mean, that's exactly what he does. He just like, it, he puts that seed of doubt, and it lets it grow a little bit until you know you're ready to go against what you believe or what you know is true. Even, um, yeah, Genesis. I've been doing a lot of reading in Genesis lately, and it just like every time it's so fascinating. Like. It's just crazy how it's such like a it's something that I think in the Christian community, um, especially me being here at Northwest. You know, I hear a lot of I'm I'm around Christians every day, people who are adamant in their faith. And just like it's almost something that's talked about in the sense that like they believe it happened, but they don't necessarily hold the weight to it as much as like, um, you know, New Testament or you know the gospels of mark luke or matthew mark luke and john um but but i think it is so real and i think it's something that we should even hold on to you know in just the same way as we would you know the new testament
1: yeah so that's why i'm doing this right it's like know thine enemy and i think a big part of our problems in society is people don't realize what's going on like like where are your tendencies coming from where are your thoughts coming from or you know i think we can control what thoughts we choose to dwell on but i do think there's some sort of aspect to it where uh, thoughts can be presented to us you know if that makes sense it's like it's like when i had my psychedelic experience it was almost like it was almost like that's like that entity is always there almost maybe but it's just i didn't, I didn't see it right it was like the veil was lifted or something and so I, th- I think that being able to put a face to that was like, wow, like this is real. I need to be more uh, intentional about my thoughts about what I'm consuming and that kind of thing. So I'm not going to go through all of these verses, but you know, th- here are just some of the verses in the Bible that talk about the serpent, the, the devil, the dragon, whatever you want to call it. And even if you don't believe in God or believe in, christianity i think that this is something that should be talked about just based off of all of the history we have of it like there are so many temples and and icons and stuff that are just permeating throughout our culture i was just at a christmas uh thing where we like got on a boat and went on the lake and like looked at lights and stuff i kid you not like the first <laughs> the first like whole thing was just dragons I was like, why are, why do we have dragons? Like, it's like a Christmas, whatever you call it, like a boat trip, and there's just dragons everywhere. And to, to me, that was just and of course we parked right at a Freemason temple, like that just happened yeah. to be like where we parked. And so you know, I'm just like, this is sus, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, literally, it's like everywhere. I mean, <clears throat> we I know that I was texting you a little bit about this. I don't know if you uh did you end up like even reading a summary or anything about like Eternals or Shang-Chi? Yeah, I watched like a four-minute recap of it. Okay. And it was pretty um, it summarized it pretty well. Yeah. So spoiler alert for anyone who wants to see those movies still and hasn't. But um basically <clears throat> the whole plot of Shang-Chi is like I mean, just to dumb it down a lot, obviously. It breaks down into, like, this guy, and he's trying to... This evil guy, and he has a son, and his son is, like, the good guy. And he's trying to get to, like, this secret garden um, in China and, like, to find his wife because um, he believes that she's still alive in there. And he goes... And he he finally breaks through through, you know, mischievous tactics. And then in the end, pretty much, they're all about to, like, die. But then this, like, ancient dragon serpent comes from the sea and pretty much saves the day, which I just think is, like, it, it basically takes everything that we know from Revelation or Genesis and then twist it just a little bit to make it seem like the dragon, the serpent is the savior of the day. And then it will be, you know? Yeah. And you know, they're even crafty about it. Right. Because from what I saw, it was
1: like that there's still a bad dragon, right? Yes. And so yeah. they were trying to portray it like, Oh yeah. The evil one that you've heard about. That's not, that's not me fam. That's a different dragon. Right. Yeah. And, it, and, you know, I, I don't know. I, don't, I think that is like kind of the deception that they're going after because they do
0: have the symbology everywhere. Like they have to acknowledge it. Right. And I think it's <clears throat> like it's I've also, you know, again, being at Northwest and in this Christian community, which is something that is like if you hear about Northwest, you'll hear the the Christ Center community. That's like their whole thing. But um, I've had like, you know, a lot of talks about like revelation with people here. And um, one thing that is like pretty agreed upon is like a lot of people don't like to like put all their focus and thoughts into revelation. And like they don't want to be scared about what's coming because it's going to come no matter what. But at the same time, I think there's a verse that says, therefore, stay awake for you do not know. Um, on the day in which the Lord will come. And you can take that in uh, a couple of different contexts. Is like, you'll never know when he's going to come. So stop trying to figure it out. And then th- there's also like, you know, which I think is, is true. You know, we're never going to predict exactly when he's going to come. But also I think that that first part, therefore stay awake, is like, stay thinking about it. Like, stay focused on it. Like, you don't have to worry about it. But like, you know, don't get caught up in the world, you know, be in the world or be be in the world, but not of the world. And like, so I think to be aware of it and just things like this, like, yes, it's just it's just a movie. Right. But at the same time, you know, it's like never, never get complacent, you know, stay awake, you know, stay thinking about these things just in case. Because who knows? And I think, you know, big corporations like Disney is like that's something that could very easily be twisted into getting an entire population of people to think a certain way to be prepared to like, you know, you know, I feel like I was talking about this too. I feel like a lot of people watch these movies cause it's so fascinating to them because, you know, it's like, Oh, what if this was me almost, you know, what if I was a hero? What if I could have powers? What if I could do this or that or the other thing? And they're so like, Oh, trying this to would be like so, god right right this would be so cool if we could do this if i could be a hero in a story and then maybe one day you know something does happen some people do come from the sky and they're like what's that you know and then somebody's like oh we gotta fight them and they're like yeah let's do it and they just jump behind without even thinking about it because they've seen so many movies and adaptations of people doing that yeah. so i think it's it's something that's like yeah it may be just coincidence But I don't think so. And I think that people should like really stay awake and think about it and just like at least ponder it, at least be aware of it, you know? Yeah. And that seems to be what it always is. Right. It's like, yeah, there's good
1: versus evil, but then they justify like violence because of it. Right. And if we look at how Jesus moved, that was not it. Like, Mm -mm. and I think that's just another trap. That's how we keep fighting with each other and causing like fear and violence to permeate in our society. Versus yeah. Jesus, who had a totally different approach. And and that's what really, you know, I grew up in the church, but that's what really drew me back to Jesus was just, he he seemed to move different, you know, than everything else. Like, he, he literally just hits different. And literally. So, so that's just, he just turns the other cheek. Yeah. And I think that's a big part of it. Like, not only when you, when you do that, when you start operating on that frequency, it really frees you up, like... it it gives you so much more peace, which is to me more valuable than anything. Like our earthly circumstances are always going to be changing, but if you have that inner peace, it's hard to break.
0: Yeah, no, it's true. Like, uh, you know, I've been through a lot. I know a lot of people who have been through a lot and like, I I honestly, like without that peace that I have, I don't know how I would have done it. And it's just like, once you do find it, I remember one of the things that you said a long time ago and it really stuck with me. It was like he was the first king to lead without a sword. And and I think that is like so true. You know, he just came to love people. Like you said, he was just different. He was that guy for real. He he just loved people and that's it. And at the end of the day, that's all he was. And it's just super cool to see that. And like it to to once you like really understand those values of love and mercy and grace, you do find that peace. Amen. Sweet. Well, let's get into it. So what I've tried to
1: do is just I threw a bunch of slides trying to capture this sort of download I had with the serpent. Right. When we were telepathically communicating, it was like it's not so, it was like collateral damage for the serpent. That's kind of what I look at it like. It's like he tried to get my soul and I said no. But because he took that gamble, like I got access to his thoughts pretty much. And so I tried to capture that in this presentation, and so I'm gonna just start with Egypt here, since we sort of already went over, you know, the Garden. Um, but you know, so you can see the serpent symbology everywhere, right? And this is one example. It was called Apophis, and this entity, this deity, as they say, embodied chaos, right? Which is the same, the same story. Same thing, giant serpent making chaos in paradise. Like, that's that's what it is. And here we have it again. It's also interesting that we have this sort of almost technological looking stuff around the serpent. I found interesting. Like, like what is this thing? Yeah. It almost
0: looks like a light bulb or like an energy device. I've definitely seen that uh, before and a lot of people i feel like some like they think of it or they've seen it as like some sort of yeah energy source of some sort um but yeah i definitely or like seen I, that one before
1: i think one theory i heard was like there's no sort of like fire marks in in the pyramids and stuff like nowhere where you would see evidence of like flames and, and so i think one theory was like maybe they had lights somehow that they were creating you know
0: oh dang that's crazy that does look like a light bulb no well and that's actually interesting i've never thought about that because yeah at that time they used torches you know flame for their light and with these pyramids like how else would you how else would you see when you're walking around in there either that or they had night vision i don't know but yeah that's that's something i never thought about
1: yeah so thought those were just some interesting things and then we get to the order of the dragon, and this is again evidence of twisting the truth, right? Like, oh, Christianity is important, so let's go, like, kill everybody who doesn't agree. Like, no, like that's not, that's not what Jesus was saying. Um, and obviously, I'm coming at this, you know, from a point of view of of Jesus being the answer. That's that's just. I've researched everything. I went to the Catholic Church for a year just to learn and make sure that what I believed wasn't just because that's what I was taught. You know, I wanted to really do my due diligence. And so when I was going to the Catholic Church, I just really did not feel like that was it. It felt like very much a twisting of the truth. And
0: I think you'll see as we get into this, that's very much what's happening. Yeah. And just real quick. um, Yeah, that's that's a good point is. Because, you know, we were both raised by wonderful parents um, and they taught us, you know, Christianity. We grew up in a Christian household, but I think both of us were probably very self-aware children. And like, at least for me, one thing that I desperately didn't want to happen because I looked around and I could see like even at a really young age, I could see, okay, pretty much all these people kind of believe exactly what their parents believe. And it was interesting to me because I was able to be like I was able to like step back almost and be like, okay, am I thinking something just because my parents are thinking it? And so for a long time, I was really questioning a lot of things. And I so I took the time and I dedicated like a year, two years to really just learning as much as I can about so many different things, so many different religions, so many different everything every thought process you could go through I was thinking about it and at the end of the day I came out and I was like yeah you know I do believe this and and it was really affirming to me that a it wasn't just you know following blindly to what my parents were believing and and two like yeah that's that's when I found that piece that we were talking about earlier and so I just wanted to bring that up as in like yeah I think it's important to if you have questions you know If you're like skeptical wondering like pursue those and i think you'll find the truth if you're actually looking for it yep i
1: agree yeah i think it's the first seven years of your life is like primary socialization like essentially that sort of sets you up for who you're gonna be and that was specifically what i was trying to negate like i didn't want to just be what i was taught for the first seven years of my life exactly but, you know, after literally searching everything, Buddhism, Hinduism, everything, not only did I feel like I was finding evidence to support the story of Jesus, but, like, it was also the only thing that was giving me peace. Yeah, and so exactly. That's where I landed. So the order of the dragon is kind of an interesting story it's where we actually get the story of vlad the impaler or as most people know him dracula right that's like kind of where we get the myth of dracula was from vlad the impaler and this is all around the order of the dragon and essentially i think it says here they were let's see It was fashioned after the military order of the Crusades, requiring its initiates to defend the cross and fight the enemies of Christianity, particularly the Ottoman Empire. And so to me, like what that is saying is like, it seems like they were just using that as like a ploy, right? To like get people to do their bidding, to get people to kill, to get people to defend their quote unquote empire. Yeah and so and we still see like i just got an ad for this the other day right from prime video from amazon and there you know here you have the dragon right behind dracula and i was like okay well <laughs> i guess i'm on the right path here because this is very much what we're talking about transylvania what is this like four or five or something yeah i don't know i mean i've never been into any of this i'm just yeah. now, now starting to learn about this and then it's interesting that there's a lot of Theories, and I—I I mean, I don't even know if it's theories. It might be true, and just fact that um, Queen Elizabeth was related to Vlad the Impaler. So, just kind of interesting seeing how that storyline is still progressing.
0: Yeah, no, that's that is interesting. I because I, before this, I was doing some, you know, catching up on my history and whatnot. Uh, I'm actually really fortunate something that I don't take advantage of enough that we have a library here of like everything you could need so I went to the library and I was reading up on a lot of different things um in preparation for this a little bit and I've been super busy as finals weeks I I didn't do it as much as I would like to but um it is interesting I I could find a lot about Wallachia the Ottoman Empire things like that I couldn't find anything in our library about Vlad the Impaler, which was very fascinating, especially because like there was like a book that was like, um, you know, great leaders of or like uh, most notorious leaders or or something like that of that area. And he wasn't mentioned. And I was like, okay, how are you not going to mention Vlad the Impaler, especially during this time period? In this very specific location, which I just was like, this interesting that they didn't have it in there. Yeah, that's but, crazy. But um, well, yeah, I'm looking at this. What? So where did where does it say the connection is with? So it was Vlad's,
1: uh, I think, brother, essentially, who, who, he was his descendants that actually ended up leading was it eight generations later, led to Queen Elizabeth? Was it the is it the
0: second, I think? Yeah, I don't know, something like that. But uh yeah Vlad the Beautiful is what I found about it. His brother. Yeah. Which did I, you did you hear anything it? else about him? His brother? Yeah. Um I did I I think I remember there was obviously there's a lot of you know family drama going on Mm -hmm. uh and how they were both sent away to the ottoman empire and then um he was known as vlad vlad the beautiful or vlad the monk um but i don't remember exactly why what yeah there was like
1: a lot of back and forth between like people like taking over the empire and stuff uh and then and then like Vlad finally coming back you know like years later after sort of being jealous of his brother i think is kind of what was going on Mm -hmm. uh and then he like took over and ran things but yeah i mean there's so much so i haven't you know there's so many details that goes into each one of these empires and stories and so i encourage people if one of these particular ones uh resonates with you to look into it more, but we're going to kind of skim over a lot of it because I really just want to give the overall picture of like, you can see that this dragon, the serpent has been prominent in like every empire. So another one we have is the Oracle at the temple of Apollo. And this is an interesting story of a great Python, a giant serpent dragon born to Gaia, which is earth. Um, And essentially what happened is I believe Apollo or the story goes that Apollo slayed this serpent and it essentially, I guess, lived or died in this pit. And what would happen is this oracle would sit on top of it and essentially get visions. Right. And then they would use those visions to communicate with other Uh, rulers of other empires that would come and seek knowledge from this oracle and so i just thought it was interesting it's like another story of a serpent entity of you know you can see even there's like the serpent
0: wrapped around this this pit yeah and again Uh, it's like those visions right like it's not necessarily you know like some talking to you it's like something up here right it's in the like astral world essentially
1: and then i think for some reason this also was sort of where we get the caduceus from i'm just going to read this the olympic gods eventually overthrew gaia and her firstborn children and during this battle apollo slew the great python and buried the body beneath pythia's own temple at chrysa adding insult to injury Apollo also took the Pythia as his own head priestess. So, after slaying it, essentially, Apollo like took over and started doing like the same thing. It seems like. Wow. Let's see what else. I wanted. I was trying to figure out how this related to the Caduceus. These two guardian serpents of Crete—one male python and one female—adorn Apollo's Caduceus the international symbol of medicine and healing from Creasa to Pytho to Delphi, the Pythia was, and has always been the Oracle priestess of the house of snakes and Gaia's wisdom of the serpents continued on and passed down in Greek culture as Apollo's Oracle of Delphi at Delphi. So anyways, it's just another story of serpents essentially influencing
0: yeah and we see that everywhere i mean like i feel like on every ambulance on every you know is that that yeah the, the two snakes wrapping around the. and i get more into the caduceus later there's actually
1: a really i would say important point that i want to make with that later okay i'm excited so this is another one that to me is just like clear as day um so a lot of people, there's like a story of like some dude who was like had a name that was close to America. That's like how we got our name. But I really think it was because when the people started conquering the Americas, it was literally called Amaroka. And before America was called America, it was called Amaroka. Amaroka is literally translated land of the plume serpents in variation land of the great plume serpents. Okay.
0: and to also, me- Go ahead. Sorry. This is just like. okay so i have the bible app right and i i usually don't use the bible app i use different apps like like the christ center app that we have for our church um or like the ESV or something like that um so i have the bible app for very specific things that i do but i always have i always get a verse of the day and I'll usually just take the time and read that. It comes up. It's always just a random verse of the day that they have for a lot of people. And today, I just got it, just now. And it says this You must also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Like literally. Yeah, I read this, that I get this morning every at 1 a.m. Yeah. That's like. I mean, this is literally random every single day, and there it is. So I just thought that was uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of what we're talking
1: about, but I want people to realize that this isn't just about, like, end times or something like that. Like, this is about now and, like, how this entity is influencing us, influencing you, you know. When you start to be aware of these things, you're able to take control back and, and get your thoughts back, essentially.
0: Yes, very true.
1: So anyway, here's just some of the imagery that we see, you know, and I mean, here's one where it's like eating a person, you know, there's other ones where it's like consuming the person where it's like the person is talking, you know, throughout the serpent, or the serpents talking through the person, however you want to look at it. Mm, Yeah, and you know, we've heard testimonies of people having trips and stuff and seeing this essentially like I remember I've seen one video where this guy said he saw Jay-Z essentially, he's talking about the stars aligning his magic moment when the beast just right and then he starts rapping and this guy was seeing a serpent like rapping essentially. And so I think this is happening. I think that people are communicating with this entity and using it as you know, working with it essentially. Yeah. whether they
0: realize it's nefarious or not. No, this is crazy. Actually, I didn't know that of Amaruca that's the land of the the serpents. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, and you know, you see the symbology everywhere throughout the Americas. Yes, you do. For for so sure you do. To me that's pretty good evidence. All right. What do we got next? So this is just kind of breaking it down even more. Essentially, just what we were talking about.
0: But yeah, man, I mean, look at these things. It's crazy. And honestly, like, it's beautiful. Like, and I yeah. think that's one of the things that's sometimes uh, elusive. Like, yeah, or even or alluring. deceptive. And yeah, it is. It is alluring. I mean... In the Bible, you know, it says that Lucifer was beautiful. And so it's, you know. He let that's... his splendor take over his wisdom, I think is essentially what it says. Yeah. And it's like. So, you know, I think, you know, a lot of times you think of beauty and like this good, you know, but I think it's not necessarily true. You know, it's it can be very alluring, like you said. Hmm. I think it's uh... <laughs> I think it was.
1: Alex Jones maybe who said this but he's like man the devil is fine as hell like yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean it's like yeah, no, like yeah that's that's kind of its vibe that's what it how it tries to get you it's true all right here we are at the vatican so this one's crazy man i mean if y'all haven't seen this this hall that they have it's straight up a serpent Uh, the Pope is talking from the mouth of a serpent. And so if that's, I mean, I I just don't see how anybody can even think that that's Christ-related. When Christ clearly says, like, you serpent, you dragon, you devil, you deceiver, like, that's all of the words that it's using to describe our adversary, which is essentially what devil means. And, like, literally, this is human's adversary and the Pope is talking from
0: its mouth, you know? To me, that's sus, (laughs) like i mean okay first of all let me just talk about there are a lot of times architects who don't know what they're doing i live in kirkland we have a beautiful campus it's amazing however pretty much every single roof on campus is flat like complete and it rains almost every single day i don't know who thought it was a good idea to make the roofs flat. I don't understand it. However, I think that they knew what they were doing because somehow, you know, it it doesn't it doesn't break through the the ceiling. But like when you look at this, that is literally a snake's head. Like undeniably. That's in, like it it doesn't get any more close to a snake than that.
1: Yeah, man. It's pretty crazy. And it's, you know, they have other things, like this random little statue here. This little, uh... It's not a statue, but it's like into the wall or whatever you call it, Stonework or something. Stonework, yeah. And then the staff, right? They got two dragon-looking things. So, pretty crazy. This is just kind of breaking it down a bit more. This is what the actual hall is called. Um... So you can see the reptilian skin, the slit eyes, the fangs. And then behind it, behind where the Pope actually talks,
0: you got this creepy statue. I remember seeing this for the first time. And every time I see it, I'm still shook. That does not bring me peace. (laughs) Like, you know know what you're talking about that nothing. There's nothing peaceful
1: (laughs) about any of this. This is dark arts, for sure. I mean, look at this. So... I went ahead and mirrored the image because, I mean, if you've ever seen like art like this, this is kind of a known thing in the, in I guess, I don't know, maybe the conspiracy theory world or whatever. But like a lot of times when you have weird art like this, if you flip it, it like makes another image. I think Da Vinci especially was kind of known for this. Yeah. But you get this just creepy looking alien type beat on it if you mirror it and like to me that's clearly like not
0: <laughs> again not peaceful you know no and that's funny we were talking earlier how when our faces were flipped or reversed right? on the on this like you know streaming how we're not used to it and it's just so like odd to us i, I just thought that and was dude that's what they do they try to like... they try to flip everything yeah I, do? I don't
1: i'm not into video games but like i keep seeing ads for the new uh was it fortnite it's like Fortnite uh, flipped. is like their whole thing.
0: <laughs> I just downloaded Fortnite. Actually, we're gonna we're gonna play it, and, which is funny because we haven't played it since like you know season one or whatever. I do play video games, uh, not as much as honestly I wish I could, and that's probably good for me. But it is sometimes very relaxing, even though it's like very intense. But yeah, Fort Fortnite's awesome. On they're sus always they always have been i mean didn't
1: they have something to do didn't
0: travis scott have like a concert with them or something (laughs) yes travis scott did have a a a concert with them Um, with like portals and like eyes weird looking things i Uh, don't know i did not attend the travis scott concert but i didn't attend it but i
1: just saw some images around it and it very much looked like you know his sets and yeah oh and we saw what happened to the last one yeah no i'm super sad
0: very
1: yeah. so yeah not peaceful no nope. doesn't seem like it's christ-like another thing i want to say about the catholic church is like everything they do seems to be just anti-christ like it's first of all i can't remember where in the bible but it talks about not calling like anyone else father it's like that term was like reserved for god essentially yeah. And, like, that's their whole thing, right? It's, like, go to your earthly father and confess your sins, yep. which they use to figure out what to talk about, and then you feel like that's coming from God, but really they just heard everyone's confessions and know what people in the congregation are dealing with, and so they just talk to it directly, but then they act like it's,
0: you know, some godly wisdom. Did Wait, hold on. Did your audio switch? Did it? Wait, okay, there that sounds better there. It was, like, I don't know. Maybe it was me. It was like cutting a little bit there. Mm, maybe my headphones tried to connect to something AirPods be doing that. Uh, yeah, they do. I it, Like, because, you know, I have my AirPods connected to my, my phone and my laptop and I'm always on one and then it'll switch and it's, it tries to be smart, but it's not. <laughs> but yeah, no. And I, I think it's even to go back to what you're saying is uh, about the Catholic church. And like, I also want to say this, like, it's not the people. It's we're exactly. talking about the organization
1: and how we believe that they're manipulating people. Obviously, there's many great Catholics um, who are loving, compassionate, do great things for the world. But this is not what we're talking about. We're talking about the sort of history of it and how we believe that maybe it's being it's being deceptive. I mean, I don't know if you saw this, but the Pope just literally came out and said having a relationship with Jesus Christ is dangerous. I didn't see that dangerous to you. (laughs) You Yeah, like, yeah, everyone starts believing in Jesus and treating people with respect
0: and love. And everybody has peace. That's not great for controlling people. No, Yeah. And that's exactly what I was gonna say is that, you know, I have a lot of Catholic friends, some of them like nicest people you'll ever meet, like they're they're beautiful. And, and, you know, again, it's it's not them. It's not it's not them. It's usually the the, it's the organization. is whatever behind that. And I and I think, even like from its origins, you know, in the Bible it talks about. I need to pull up these specific verses, but it it says something like, it, how the enemy is going to use, the sword against the sword, and exactly in biblical terms, the sword or is referred to as scripture. And mm-hmm. I, and I think they do. They take they take scripture and they twist it just a little bit and and they make it into something that's not about that peace it's not about love it's about you know like war or or you know it's about your sin it's about it's about all these things that are like you know negative and like just not you know not peaceful and not loving and not all these things and it just twists it just a little bit and and i think that's you know
1: yeah, and that's why we got to call it out when we see it, right? That's what Martin Luther did. He he pretty much said everything he thought was wrong with the Catholic Church, nailed it on the door, and now, now we are uh, benefiting from that because we're able to actually have a relationship with Jesus where a lot of people before then didn't even know what that looked like because it had been so twisted. And that's really what we're trying to do here, at least I am. I just want people to feel like they can have a relationship with God instead of having to go to some earthly man uh, and tell them their problems and you know maybe they are able to get closer to god by doing that and you know i'm not saying that people in the catholic church can't have that relationship or feeling but i just want to make sure people know that they can and that they can find peace if they're not finding it
0: there yeah and, and it's also to say that like it's not just the catholic church you know there are they just have a lot of power and a lot of people go to them, right? Yeah. And and like even outside of the Catholic Church in, you know, Protestant circles or non denominational or anything like that, the you know, the Bible is twisted no matter where you go. Like people will twist it in their own way for selfish desires or selfish intentions all the time. But, you know, it's so I feel like at the end of the day, you know, you have to look at your relationship and find that peace within you. And look to scripture and what does it mean to you and like how is it like you know because because no matter where you go you know there'll be people there'll be christians there'll be non-christians who will take something and twist it and it, it, it doesn't matter who you are you know but so at the end of the day you know like obviously you know we're talking a lot about the catholic church but it's 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 everywhere you know for sure um
1: but that does bring me into this next slide, right? Just showing the sort of power and influence that the Catholic Church at the Vatican has. You always see photos of presidents and leaders like kissing the ring, having, you know, these are specific handshakes that they're doing that are, are like from the Freemasons, meaning they're like a master mason, right? And so I just find it interesting that these secret societies, you know, you can see the from all the way from Vlad the Impaler, we have the Queen Elizabeth and having this secret handshake with the Pope, right? Like they're all in some sort of, they're all like working together is kind of what it seems like. And obviously this is speculation and it's probably a little bit kind of hard to see, but you guys can look into it more if you're interested in this topic. But I just, I just thought it was interesting of like, you know, the, this land is called Feather of the Serpents. You know, when people are pledging allegiance to America, they're pledging allegiance to the Feathered Serpent. Like, you know, that's to me, that's what's happening. You, you know, maybe they don't their intention is not that. But I think that the serpent tries to sneak all that stuff in. And so it's getting glorified one way or another if we're not paying attention.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: All right. So next we have the Brotherhood of the Snake. And, you know, this is another example of in the, like, sort of as I was researching and making sure what I believed wasn't just because I was taught, I ran into all of this stuff of, like, of Thoth, the Emerald Tablets, the the Anunnaki, right, the Galactic Federation. These are all things that people talk about and, and look to as, like, an alternative to God or or as like a spiritual truth of some kind and i think it's all pretty much behind the brotherhood of the snake and is just twisting the truth again and that seems to be what's going on here yeah and and these are just some of the symbols that kind of come up when you type that in this last one here is is from is i don't know if you That's saw like yay yay did some sort of like he wasn't even there for it but it was like some sort of I don't know what you even call it, but it, it was a bunch of people. I think they were pretty much just all wearing these shirts and they were singing. And I just thought that symbol looked kind of weird. And then yeah. I typed in brother of the serpent or brotherhood of the snake. And you know, I got these other ones on the left here and this sort of middle icon is kind of similar. It's like a cross with like the yeah. quote unquote star of David or whatever that is actually called. Yeah. So, anyways, I'm praying for Ye. I hope he's not involved in some Dark Arts. I think he was if he's trying to get out of it. I'm praying for him. I'm praying he is. Yeah, no. I just thought that was interesting. I
0: mean, and I feel so, like, I feel so bad for him. Like, I feel like, uh, yeah, I, again, I feel like, yeah, he was. And I feel like now he's trying to, like, get out of that. And now he's being, like, you know, portrayed as, like, this maniac, this, you know, guy who's crazy. and And he probably just has so much going on, like, I can't even imagine being on, like, that scale of, you know, like, famous. And, like, you know, it's just, like, it's something that, like, my mind can't even, like, comprehend. Yeah, did you see the Drake and Ye show, the concert? I didn't watch it, but I saw a lot of, like, stills, images, and some videos of it. Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it. One thing I thought was interesting is it's,
1: like, at the Coliseum, right? I think that's what it was called. And, you know, like... Above the whole thing, you just see this torch, and that, that torch is representative of Lucifer. If people don't know, that's like that's where that comes from. Prometheus, right? Like bringing knowledge to man is yeah. the same story as the serpent. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the exact same. And so I just thought that was interesting. I have my opinions about Drake. I think he's involved in a lot of dark art stuff. I mean, the owl is clear symbology of Moloch and sort of that whole. Um, history that goes back way into the Babylonian days in the Bible and then even there's in the conspiracy world right like the Nike swoosh is supposed to represent Saturn which is you know again supposed to like represent Satan there's like the occult of Saturn so he and he has like all the symbology around him the whole concert he kept saying make some noise for yourself and maybe maybe I'm being like extra sensitive or something but to me that's just like this I was like seeing the spirit of Lucifer. It was like yeah, like, yeah, you're you're God. Like, make some noise for yourself. But you know, mm. yeah, he actually did take some time to stop and pray, like in Jesus' name. And you know, he was doing. It's, it just seemed like there were different spirits involved. And so I don't know. I'm praying for yeah. I hope he's not just being used as like a puppet, but he's like genuinely seeking God.
0: Yeah, I know, and, and I think like there's a lot of like you know things going on about him right now. Especially with, like, you know, him and Kim and uh, Pete Davidson and whatnot. And I think she just, like, filed for, like, her to, like, actually legally be divorced and to get her name changed or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's just, like, I don't know. I, I feel like there's just so much going on with him all the time that it's, like, you re- you can really never know. But, yeah, I'm praying for him, too. Like, I, I think he's got, like, I feel like he's got good intentions. and And I feel like he just you know he is like when when he talks you can just like see like there's so much going on inside his in his head and so you just can you can almost feel for him in a sense like dang you know that's heavy yeah for sure i can't imagine
1: all the stuff he's thinking about dealing with the interactions he's having oh yeah and that whole thing i mean it's so obvious to me that at least it seems like it that that kim kardashian is just she has agreed to whatever contracts that she has, and and they are controlling things. I mean, Ye says it all the time, of like like E doesn't own us, like Disney doesn't own us, like. But you know, it seems to me like she is she is choosing to like go down that route, even if it's like tearing her family apart. I mean, really, like she's gonna go be with Pete Davidson, really? Yeah, it, it, it doesn't make seems any like sense. it seems like a ploy, right? Like that's just like. That just seems like something that's like, oh, how can we get a lot of attention on people? How can we destroy the family? How can, like, that's what it feels like. Yeah. It feels like an attack. Right. But. Praying for him. Yeah. Bro. So here we are back at the caduces. So this is where I want to actually break down sort of the more interesting things I found about the caduces. And I'm going to read this highlighted part I have here the seal was apparently used to mark preparation for eye medicine. It is believed likely that rather than being evidence of a medical association per se, this is rather an allusion to the words of the Greek poet Homer, who described the caduceus as possessing the ability to charm the
0: eyes of men. Which relates to the business of an occultist. Well, and even like along these similar lines, I just thought about this. Um, medusa you know she had the snake head or the you know the hair of snakes or or whatever and it it draw the eyes of men as well and it yep. turned them to stone and what's also interesting about that is um so i'm i watch critical role which is dungeons and dragons it's um they they do like if you ever played dungeons and dragons i'm sure you know about it um but basically it's a role-playing game you know you can make a character and whatever um like one of the biggest dungeons and dragons streaming group i guess you would you call it is critical role and in their season two they have a character called caduceus clay um, and he's part of like this um the character is like a part of like this uh, family lineage and and it has to do with like stone clay and and something else, but it it is interesting just like that. I'm watching that right now and just like the, the term caduceus and relating to stone and clay and, you know, all these things. So, you know, that's, I just thought that was a little bit interesting, you know, it's, it's like, it's prevalent in, in society right now, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. Another thing that I thought was super interesting is,
1: um, this part right here where it says in the middle uh, image here, it says the snake, it symbolizes medicine. It was previously learned that the venom of the snake can also be the cure, anti-venom. And to me, that's just exactly what's going on. They manufacture problems and then they offer you the solution.
0: Yeah. I mean, that is that is like actually very accurate. I mean, yeah. If you think about all your problems, you can think about the solution and it's probably from either the same person or a very similar person as the as a person who caused it yeah so
1: anyways thought that was super interesting as well and then this leads us to apple and our devices and so i found this verse i don't remember why it just kind of popped up and i thought it was super interesting behold i have found only this that god made men upright but they have sought out many devices and how many devices i mean i'm looking at like three devices right now you know and and devices is probably a more generic term but i just thought that that was pretty prevalent in today's society
0: right yeah no definitely like it yeah i'm looking at one two three four five six just like in my immediate vicinity and to me the the logo of
1: apple is i always had this thought of like that to me that's the story of eden It's like you took the bite of knowledge, and now we all have access to quote-unquote knowledge,
0: right? Uh, Yeah, I mean, it literally, like, what what was the title? Read it to me again. The title of what? Of this podcast. Oh, you can't teach an old devil new tricks. This is literally the exact same as the garden. Like, it literally is. The first
1: logo is supposed to be like Isaac Newton, but essentially, to me, it looks like a snake wrapped around a tree, (laughs) you know? Can you see that the like black and white one kind of in the middle?
0: Oh, oh, wait, that was like the first logo. Oh, that was. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. Apple computer. That is supposed to be Isaac Newton. there, And that is interesting, too, is because when you think about like the start of science or like, you know, the start of modern thinking, Mm -hmm. it's always to Isaac Newton who an apple fell from the tree. Wow. Yeah. And then it's supposed that
1: Alan Turing or that the, lo- that the like, kind of current logo we have was a sort of ode to Alan Turing, the man who laid the foundation for modern-day computer, pioneered research into artificial intelligence, and unlocked German wartime-, wartime codes. At the end of his life, Turing was depressed as he was feeling unrecognized. He was facing jail for gross indecency, and he was mocked for his homosexuality unable to cope with these difficulties on June 7th, 1954, he died by biting into an apple he had laced with cyanide. So like I mean right there it's like so the logo is 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 based off of a poisonous apple. It's like telling us like this is poison to you. Like that's yeah. what I get from it anyway and cl- clearly the man was going through things and he what he didn't have peace, right? Right. That he invented all this great technology for everything we're using today but he did not have peace so where is that technology coming from if it's not a
0: spirit of peace I don't know that's crazy wait so he I never heard about him which is I maybe I have the, the name sounds familiar but I mean that's that's sad that like yeah he was sad that he wasn't getting credit for it and yeah that's tough wow so here we are today I would love to do some more uh, research on Isaac Newton because, you know, I, you know, we grew up obviously in school, learning about him, learning about what he did, the things that he uncovered, you know, but I don't know. I don't know about his personal life. You know, I know pretty much nothing about him on the word of no one. So that comes from a saying that was from the
1: Royal Society. Uh, They're saying it was like Nullius in verba, I think is how you pronounce it. And it essentially means on the word, of no one. And so, and from what I understand, he was sort of a spiritual person, Isaac Newton. And, but like he saw like issues with, you know, what he was being taught and what he thought. And so it is interesting, you know, I don't, I don't know much about him, but that is kind of, I think that thesis is important of like, yeah, like make sure you believe what you believe because you've done your due diligence and you've researched it, not just because that's what people are telling you. Like if the Pope tells you a relationship with Jesus Christ is dangerous, well are you just gonna take his word
0: for it or are you gonna like try yeah. it out you know i mean or even I... just like read about it even just like hear testimonies of so many people lives have been changed yeah like on the uh, yeah i remember when you first started doing the whole nomad thing i still have two of your shirts which i love to death one of them has like a little hole in it and it's like it's because i wear it like all the time bro but now wear- I, Oh sorry, go ahead. I was going to say now I like it almost even more just because it's like it shows its worn and tore. It's like it's like a Yeezy. Yeah, well for <laughs> for those who don't know, I just dropped
1: a new apparel line. You can find it at nomad.art. I was going to wear we also have some of Eli's apparel on there called Lazarus Rose. So go check that
0: out. We got well, some I, new lines. I can't um, do this with the with the reflection cuz it's not doing what I do. Right. But Lazarus, um, yeah, Lazarus Rose. Yeah, so go check that out.
1: Thanks for meeting with me, bro. It's good to talk with you, as always. Is there anything
0: you want to leave the people with? Um, I mean, as always, like, just, just take the time to really love people. Because at the end of the day, like, all these things – whatever there's a bible verse that says you know you can it pretty much says to sum it up you can have it all but if you don't have love you have nothing and and i think that's so true and i think that's something that people really need to focus on is just love each other because at the end of the day like first of all why not you know if we all loved each other you know how amazing it would be but there's a lot of hatred there's a lot of you know negativity and all that and i think I think people just need to love each other and so that's why i always that's what my message i always want my message to be is to always love first and just like and be there for people you know be genuine be loving but um yeah outside of that yeah i'm about to drop all my lazarus merch as well uh i'll be posting on my instagram lazarus laser.us.club and so it's kind of split up a little bit but uh yeah i'm about to drop that so that'll be exciting um i'm excited to see your new stuff that's that's crazy but yeah that's pretty much it sweet well i want to leave us with this verse
1: here matthew ten sixteen. behold i send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves be yea therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves and yep. so that's yep. how I feel like we need to treat each other. We need to be wise, take no one's word for it, think about what we're doing, but treat people with respect, be harmless as those. Love you guys. Thank you so much. It's great chatting with you. See you in the next one. one the
0: in got
1: in the I'm praying for, am praying for, i praying
0: for them too. Get the spirit straight before